Welcome back to Cole America. I'm Chris Coleman, your host, back here again today. Whew, boy, I hadn't talked to you in a few days. Um, so the Iron Bowl was fun. And, and yeah, I thought we'd go in there and just handle them. And typically when Alabama wins that game, we'd like to blow them out. Uh, Saban now 4-4 four and four against Auburn uh, here in the UA uh, at while at Auburn, um, he was 0-3 while he was at LSU against them. And so, you know, at, at Auburn also. <laughs> uh, that voodoo trap they call a stadium, not the easiest place to go get a W. But, and you knew they'd be up for it. I did like, you know, and I talked to Daniel Jones, not the quarterback for the Giants, the one that's here in T-Town Butt League. I was talking with him, and he was telling me, he goes, as an Auburn fan, he goes, I like that they just lined up and played football, unlike when uh, Gus was there and it was all trick plays and gimmicks and crazy stuff. And they did, you know. So uh, it was it was interesting. But uh, whew, we're still alive. Mm. And now this week, Alabama, Georgia. That's where we're going to start out with Alabama, Georgia. The line is out. Georgia is favored by six and a half. Over under is 49 and a half. You know where it's at. Over in Atlanta. So let's let's dig into this game a little bit. Um first off, it's Alabama, Georgia. Before the season, pretty much everybody had pointed to this. For me, I'm in a great spot here. Because I'm pulling it up right now to see exactly what the date was. I don't want to mess this up. And so uh, <laughs> I'm pulling up here. But back on, let's see, it was the summer. Um, I, have a, I have a wager pending where I took Georgia on May the uh, 17th of 2021 at plus 1,000 to win the national title. I mean, well, what they had coming back, I honestly thought JT Daniels would be their quarterback. I looked at everything they had returning. I was like, wow, this team, they're going to be good. They're going to be tough. I was like, the schedule's not that difficult for them. I, I figured they'd be right where they are. Uh, Alabama, I didn't like the odds until this week. And Alabama's now at, uh, uh, at plus 2,500 to win the title. So, yeah, now I have both of them. <laughs> it's like, all right. Um, will I be surprised if Alabama, and this is the question is, with where the committee has everybody, if Alabama loses, no two-loss team has ever gotten into the playoffs so far, will I be surprised if Alabama gets in? No, I will not. Um, there's a lot of Alabama fatigue in the media there's not so much Alabama fatigue in the with the committee. And we haven't been punished for, you know, uh, what we would normally call a struggle win. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Funny Main, for that. Um, but I don't care. I don't care if it's a struggle win or whatever when you're down there on the plains. We'll happily take it. And, you know, Wayne actually uh, had put on Twitter – about us having a close game with them and then pulling them out at the end, you know, yada, yada, yada. I thought that was great. Uh, only, you know, overtime, four overtimes is a little much, but whatever. Um, 
Anyway, Alabama's a dog. I think we all know by this point that this is the first time Alabama has been an underdog since 2015 when we were an underdog at Georgia. We were plus one. And that morning, Desmond Howard said it. He goes, he goes, Bama's a dog because they lost Ole Miss last week. They had five turnovers that game. And so a lot of crazy things happened. He goes, no. He goes, that's crazy. He goes, they're, they're still Alabama. And I loved it. I appreciated it. Uh, in fact, I went back through the last five times that Alabama's been an underdog. We've won four of those five games outright. The only one that we didn't, uh, 2008, when we lost to Florida in the SEC championship game. I will take the blame and responsibility for that. Keon and I were sitting next to each other uh, at that game. And, uh, yep, that's, that's my bad, guys. That's my bad. But, anyway. So, let's take a look here at the series history between Alabama and Georgia. You know, um, Georgia's lost six consecutive to Alabama. Uh, last time Georgia beat Alabama was in 2007, saving 6-1 in his career with Alabama against Georgia. Uh, he's 3-0 and against Kirby Smart. You would be hearing about all that talk about no saving assistance ever beat him. Kirby will be the first, but Jimbo broke that earlier this year. Uh, in the overall series, Alabama leads 41-25 with four ties. Um, this series began in 1895. So, uh, in, in 2008 and 2015, Georgia just came out flat at home. And remember 2008, that was Matthew Stafford, Nochon Moreno, A.J. Green, all them blackout, baby. And it, it was a funeral. Then in 2015, Derek Henry, but, uh, Eddie Jackson had a big game that day. We had, it was a heavy rain and Bama forced four Georgia turnovers in that game, uh, scoring off the block punt. Uh, yeah, it was uh, – they, they collapsed. Bama won 38-10. That was the last time we were that underdog. Uh, in 2012, remember when they finished five yards short? They slipped, fell in bounds, and clock ran out, and there it was, game over. Bama uh, heads on to the national title game and beat the crap out of Notre Dame. Remember that one, Brian Kelly? You remember that one? But last time Georgia beat Alabama was in 2007. Also, Stafford Moreno and all those. Uh, the Bulldogs won in overtime, 26-23 here in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Mikey Henderson. Was, he was the one that caught the touchdown to give Mark Rick and Ugga a huge road win. Um, and then, of course, the 2018 National Championship game. Everybody always talks about, that was a, you know, he changed quarterbacks and two, it came in. Yeah, it wasn't just that, buddy. One, the big one to me, two was left-handed. And uh, Jalen Hurts right-handed. That was Leatherwood's first start because we had had the injury in the semifinal. And so it flipped the blind side, changed what they were doing defensively. Also, other than Amari Cooper, a group of freshman receivers, Devontae Smith, uh, yeah, and uh, Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs and all them, they came in. Najee Harris came in. You might know some of those names. They all ended up being first-round draft picks. Yeah, they were all freshmen on that team as well. 
they came in at halftime also. It wasn't just Tua, but nobody likes to mention all that. Um, look, Georgia and Alabama have played each other in SEC championships and in national championships, and that's going to continue to happen. And when they expand the playoffs, we're going to continue to see them even more because neither one of these programs are going anywhere in the near future. So they're one of the few programs out there that can line up and match up with Alabama and go, no, we can play with you. We can, we can line up and just play football with you and go toe-to-toe with you, and we have the athletes to do it. And it's going to be an interesting one. Now, Georgia's defense has been historically good this year. They've The most points they've given up in a game is 17 to Tennessee. Yo, 17 points to Tennessee, that's it. We've seen Alabama's defense go up and down all year. We've had games where we looked great. We've had games where we didn't. Last game against Auburn, we looked, you know, we looked good. Defense played amazingly well in that game. They were, they were what kept us in it until the offense was able to find something late. Here's what I want to see out of Alabama's offense this week. Screen passes to the running back. We don't have a lot of running backs. We don't know about B-Rob, whether or not he's going to be healthy enough to go. Going into Auburn, him and Trey Sanders were only two scholarship running backs we had. What? What? Well, when you've already had two others get hurt this year, and then you have one transfer out, hey, good call, buddy. You'd probably be getting the rock. It's a pretty big gauge right now. But, you know, whatever. You're you're buried in the depth chart. I, I get it. It's the world we live in now, transfer portals. But, Trey Sanders can't catch the ball on the backfield. Georgia's defensive line should dominate Alabama's offensive line the entire game. The way you slow down a pass rush, the tried and true way to slow down a pass rush is with screen passes. Since A&M, I've been talking about how I wanted to see Alabama do more of that. (coughs) And, And in close games with LSU, with Arkansas, with all the close games, we haven't seen it. Even against Auburn last week. And I was like, are we saving this for Georgia? Because we got to get through the others. Going into this season, a lot of people thought Billingsley had a chance to be an All-American. We haven't seen a whole lot out of him. I think he might have a game. But I think the screen pass is going to be big. I think Alabama's going to have to use it and use it well to slow down that incredible Georgia front. They got two guys on that D-line that are going to be first-round picks. We all know how big Jordan is. I mean, they're, uh, they're huge. They're massive. He doesn't have a lot of tackles because that's not his job. His job is to clog that, to hold that line, and, and free up everybody else to make all the plays. On the other side of the ball, Georgia's offense ain't great. It's not, it's not a juggernaut of an offense. It's not what you've seen from last year, Alabama, the year before LSU with number one teams of offenses that could just outscore everybody. This team looks more like one of the Alabama teams uh, around the 09 or the 11. You know, some of those that are built by defense and the offense just doesn't turn the ball over. They have a great running game, and that's where it's scary. They can't go sideline to sideline on us. They do have three very good backs, but they can go right up the middle <coughs> and gash us. And if they're able to get a lead, but watch for 
if anybody knows how to defend that, it is Nick Saban. <laughs> he, he should be the one. Um, also, if we can hit some plays and make them open their offense up, the game plan should be very – it's very simple to me on defense. We stack the box, we take away the run, and we're going to make Stetson Bennett have to beat us. That's, that's it. That's, that's what you have to do. And I think everybody in the world knows that. It's just can you do it? It'd be going out there and playing. Look, according to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and everything, I don't even know why they're playing this game. Georgia's going to kill us. They're going to beat us by 30. That's coming from Alabama fans. That's coming from Georgia fans. That's coming from uh, Auburn fans. People have gotten mad about Auburn fans rooting for Georgia. I'm like, like that's their rival too. Why? Hey, hey, what do you care? Mm. What do I care who Auburn fans root for? And don't act like we don't root against Auburn. Oh, you're just rooting against them. You're rooting for Georgia. All the Auburn fans becoming Georgia fans because they... So what? You're telling me if the roles weren't reversed, you wouldn't be pulling for Georgia? Get out of here. Um... There's been six games played at Mercedes-Benz Stadium between Georgia and Alabama, and Alabama 6-0. You know what? Give me the tide and the points. And give me the money line. Give me the money line. Because if Bama covers, Bama wins. If Georgia wins, Georgia blows it out. They cover. Whoever wins this game obviously also covers the spread. So that's why I'm out on it. Um... That over-under, I'm not big on. I mean, like I say, Georgia's defense, the most they've given up, 17 points all year long. All right, that's impressive. But have they seen an offense with the explosive playmakers? Let's remember that, you know, yeah, Bama's offense last week struggled a good bit. Didn't have Jamison Winston. Jamison, I mean, Jamison Williams. Jamison gets the targeting call, was out. That's clearly our number one wide receiver. Um, so that's something. We do not have the team totals for over-unders yet, but it's a wrap. Let's look at some of these other games. Conference USA Championship game. You've got uh, Western Kentucky against uh, UTSA, the Roadrunners. Roadrunners are 11-1. and They've been falling off here at the end of the season. Give me Western Kentucky to cover it. That game's going to be played in the Alamo Dome. So... Advantage UTSA there, but I'm still taking Western Kentucky minus the three. Also on Friday night, uh, the Pac-12 championship game uh, being played in Las Vegas, Oregon against Utah. Ugh, 10-2, 9-3. It's Utah. Before the season started, I took Utah to win the Pac-12, and I said that they would be uh, a dark horse to get into the playoffs. Well, hmm. They had some bad losses early in the year. Kind of let me down on that. They're still going to win the Pac-12. Utah takes care of that game. Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Let the madness begin. Big 12 championship game is at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Oklahoma State, minus five and a half, hosted Baylor, 10 and two. Look, the Big 12, no, look. Oklahoma State is 9-2-1 against the spread this year. All right? That's pretty good. And 
I've been riding them, and I love them for it. George, I appreciate your boys. But here's the thing. The Big 12 championship game has a longstanding tradition of totally messing over any team that they thought had a chance of getting into the playoffs. You know, when it's a year like this where it's a little crazy, it's not clear cut. It's not Oregon just running the table. Oregon goes down to OK State last week. So now Oklahoma State sees Baylor. It's kind of hoping Oklahoma would win that game and it'd be a rematch this week, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and it would have been. Had Oklahoma won, they'd have played OK State this week. Instead, it's Baylor. You know what? The over-under is 46.5. Give me the over as a five-star lock of the week. And then give me Baylor. The Baylor Bears. Going to pull the upset. Uh, the MAC championship Kent against Northern Illinois. You'll take the over of 74 because it's the MAC. And give me Northern Illinois plus the three and a half. I think we're going to have a good game there. Um, Mountain West championship game. Utah State, San Diego State. San Diego State's 11-1. Utah State's 9-3. This game's being played in Carson, California. Give me San Diego State. And big great against the spread. Not going to take them to cover the six. Barely. Um, Sun Belt Championship. App State against Ula La. This game will be played in Lafayette. Uh, so a home game for them. Yeah. Ula La is plus three at home. And I like that. And so I'm going to go Ula La. Initially, I liked App State. Then I realized this game's in Lafayette at Cajun Field. That's literally the name of their field. I'm not just calling it that. Mm. Anyway, here's one for you. At 3 p.m., the AAC Conference Championship game, Houston, 11-1, plus 10.5 against Cincinnati, 12-0 Cincinnati. Cincinnati trying to crash the party. Cincinnati trying to get into the playoffs. A lot of people think they should be in. They're going to have a different thought when Houston wins this game outright. You heard me, Keon. This one's for dad, mom and dad, Houston alumni. This is Andre Ware. This is for five slime pajama. I don't know a lot of people from Houston. <laughs> that went to the University of Houston. Um, <clears throat> but this is for all y'all. Houston, they're not just going to cover. They're going to win this game. Over under 52.5. Give me the over because Houston's going to score. Houston's going to score big. Take down Cincinnati. This game is is in Cincinnati. I don't care. Give me Houston. Prairie View against Jackson State in the SWAC championship game. Coach Prime is minus seven, and I'm with him. Coach Prime bringing home the SWAC championship. It's weird not seeing Alcorn State in this game. Not seeing them, not seeing them win it. But, yeah, they take down Prairie View, Jackson State. I already told you about Alabama, Georgia. Let's skip over 7 p.m. The ACC championship game. Did any of y'all have Wake Forest against Pitt in the ACC championship game preseason? Because if so, I'd like to invite you to be a guest and let me have your picks all year. That's about as crazy as anything else. Um, both of them are 10-2. Pitt's minus three. The over-under 71 and a half. Give me Pitt and the over. Uh, Wake Forest's defense is atrocious. I think Pitt can go with them. Pitt will win the ACC. That's crazy. Hmm. 
It looks like Iowa at 10 and 2 has slipped in and they're going to play Michigan. Michigan's an 11 point favorite. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Michigan is 10 and 2 against the spread this year. They've been phenomenal for me. I love it. I love you, Michigan. You've been great for me all year long. Jim Harbaugh and the Khakis, they finally got over the hump. They beat Ohio State. And nobody's saying anything about Iowa. And Iowa is about to pull this off. You heard me. They're not just going to cover. They might win this game. Watch out. Hawkeyes. This game's being played in Indianapolis. Ironically, that's where the national championship game is this year. Michigan, enjoy your time there because you will not be back later this year. USC plays Cal in a game that does not matter. It's a write-in. Both teams are 4-7. and seven. But give me Cal minus the 4 and the over-under 58. Now I'm going to take a brief minute here and tell you MLB is officially at a lockout. MLB is officially locked out for the first time since 1990. Because they did not get the collective bargaining agreement done yesterday. And I personally am blaming the Atlanta Braves for breaking baseball. Do you see what happens when you win? You break it. And that's not good. Somebody's at the door. So, and so I've got to go. I've got to get some work done. But that is my time. So as always, I leave you with this. Shoot to score. Play to win. But when you get married, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Coleman.